episode of the Perfect School Classical Music Podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite symphonies probably ever, Mahler 5. For rights reasons, I cannot play a recording of this piece in my podcast, but to hear a great performance, check out the link in my show notes. So, Mahler's Fifth Symphony in C-sharp minor was composed in the summers of 1901 and 1902 in his holiday cottage in southern Austria. Now, I will include a picture of his holiday cottage um, on my Instagram, so go check that out soon. His first four symphonies were rather unconventional, but this one had a more normal design, and unlike his previous ones, had no singing. It does, however, quote or refer to several songs he had written. It requires a very large orchestra and has a long duration of 70 to 75 minutes. It is five movements that Mahler also divided into three parts. Part one was the first two movements, part two was the third movement, and part three was the final two movements. The first movement is a funeral march and begins with a solo trumpet fanfare followed by a thundering orchestra playing a grand march. Then, after that, there's a quieter march theme with just strings, and a return of the trumpet building to a climax, before gradually fading away. The second movement is much faster and switches to A minor, although there are bright spots in the storm where the key switches to D major. Mahler considered this to be the true opening movement of the work, with the first movement being more of an introduction. But to me, it sounds like a development section for the first movement. The third movement is a scherzo, which is at the center of the symphony and is the longest movement. There's a horn fanfare and the flavor of a Viennese waltz and Austrian landler or folk dance. This playful tune is tossed between a solo French horn, the woodwinds, and also the first violins. It has a bright and urgent quality about it that sets it apart from the other four movements. The fourth movement, the Adagietto, is probably the most famous part of the work, and is often performed as a standalone piece. Mahler himself actually approved of this and conducted it this way sometimes. It's written for strings and solo harp in the key of F. The focus on strings and the lyrical quality of the piece was a change for him that he would continue in his later work. Today it tends to be conducted quite slowly and has sad connotations, but Mahler intended it to be played a bit quicker and meant it more as a love song. I recently heard the movement performed by the Scottish Chamber Orchestra and they struck a great balance with it. The strings played with an incredible amount of control, which really allowed the harp to soar. The final movement is a joyful and exciting rondo in the solid key of D major, the same key as the second movement, which he does go on to echo. He also utilizes the adagietto, and the themes go round and round in brilliant polyphonic writing that gives the work a triumphant ending. The work premiered first in 1904, after which Mahler supposedly said, quote, Nobody understood it. I wish I con- could conduct the first performance 50 years after my death. Unquote. 
Audiences certainly seem to understand and appreciate it nowadays, and it's definitely known as one of the greatest masterpieces of the 20th century. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure to visit my Instagram at perfectscorepodcast, and you can also check out my website at perfectscore.fm.